while we're doing it, you guys, we actually have a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right, you guys. Well, thank. Oh, God. Wait. What are the words to the song? Oh, yeah. I got jumbled up. (laughs) Yeah. I forgot my words, you guys. (laughs) I'd like to keep it on, please. (laughs) I'd like to keep (laughs) it. How dare you? I feel personally attacked right now. How fucking dare you? Got him. Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, All right, you guys. Well, hello, and thanks for coming, America. My name is Seth. Hello. What is yours? It's Jamal. Hello, it's Stoney. <laughs> Hi, Stony. <laughs> it sounds like you've been traveling this week. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so welcome back to Thanks for Coming. You know, today feels like a great day to be gay, and what better place to be gay than at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast that there ever was. Welcome back, you guys. We're gonna get into it. Have you guys survived this week? Have you been emotionally scarred by Manila's exit from the show, like I have? Uh, my immune system took like a hit because I have not felt right since that evening. I've been in such a gray mood. I think I'm just missing Manila on my TV screen. Yeah, I'm not over it yet. And like, I'm just tired of like all the grieving, but I feel like I need more time to grieve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was weird because like right after Manila got voted off the show, I got sick and my throat is still sore. So I'm blaming Naomi. Yeah, see, I think it was some drag race hoodoo because that's exactly what happened to me. Like I've got the kind of scratchy throat, but it feels like it's getting better. Fast forward to our conspiracy theory episode (laughs) (laughs) Naomi got us all sick by eliminating Manila stay tuned we'll be back to tell you how (laughs) this message is sponsored by meme generator (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right you guys um for real though though how have you guys been doing did you guys like have a good week and what's going on in your lives um It's going pretty good. I feel like, you know, now it's February. Like, I feel like, you know, January was kind of rough because it's always like post-holidays, depression, and it's like super fucking cold all the time. (laughs) And at least... No drinking. Yeah. So now, like, I'm back to drinking heavily again. (laughs) And... Yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, Stoney and Jamal are playing Edward 40 hands, but with bottles of wine. So you can't see that, but that's what's happening. Oh, no, exposed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with spring coming up, you know, here in a month or so, like, I feel like I can kind of see the light in the tunnel. So all is well. Wow. What about you, Jamal? How's life? I can't really complain, I guess. Everything's been fine. Same old, same old over here. Nothing too exciting. I really wish the weather would brighten up just a little bit, though. Like I'm kind of in those in one of those um, I want to go on a walk kind of mood just because it's been a little warmer and it's just been sopping wet with rain. But um, other than trying to fight what I think is a cold, everything's been great. I cannot complain. (laughs) Yeah, I would love to go for a walk myself. I've been aching for that. But if I went out for a walk here in Seattle, I would become a white walker. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, it's really cold. It snowed really bad over the weekend and I didn't go to work Monday. So that was cool. But yeah, you guys went to a beer festival with 
our straight heterosexual correspondent Nick, didn't you? Oh yeah, how could we forget that? Yeah, that was a really fun time. So um, Nick and Steph came up, Nick and his wife, and we had a lot of shenanigans. Um, we posted some things on the Instagram. I'm about to post a video soon with Nick playing a game of how many cheese balls can you fit in your mouth with a drag queen. Oh, <laughs> wow. This sounds like a video I'd like to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's Indiana. We don't have much to do other than stick cheese balls in her mouth. Nick did a really good job. <laughs> and then he offended the drag queen by touching her wig because she was like, get your cheesy hands off of my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was super lit like at one point i of course had to break something so i broke one of the tasting glasses but hell yeah um this cute guy at one of the breweries that i don't remember gave me an extra one so that was some good karma there yeah i forgot about that actually that was towards the end and we were like shamed and we were like let's get the fuck out of here because everyone was like staring at us this is <laughs> they're wasted <laughs> no if someone call the police they're drunk <laughs> get the black one with the 420 hat on <laughs> yeah subsequently the guy that gave you the new glasses your trade for the week right <laughs> if yes. only we remembered what he looked like if only if oh, only God. But um, no, it was great. Signs of aging were like all in our 30s, right? So like Nick and Steph mm-hmm. were like out by like 9 p.m. <laughs> we got to go to bed, girl. <laughs> I don't remember going to bed, but I definitely left the party. And Stony was the last one standing, which never happens. Whoa. Yeah. I wow, was that's weird. Actually on the couch at like 930 and everyone else was sleeping. <laughs> and I went upstairs because I was like, where did Jamal go? I went upstairs and Jamal was just like laying on the bed on top of the covers, passed out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you did eat popcorn last weekend, so it probably like fueled you to like <laughs> just like be raging all night. Seth, you weren't supposed to tell anyone I had carbs. <laughs> Sorry, you've been exposed. <laughs> Whatever. It was good. Shit. Sorry, guys. Stoney's canceled. He ate carbs. He's not a real <laughs> keto titian. Um, also, like Nick, like almost lost his wedding ring at the oh at the restaurant, and we had to like spend like thirty minutes like crawling underneath was uh, that the really tables, 30 minutes? like looking for a ring. Wow, I was drunk, and it was really dirty underneath there. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that sounds like a great night. I did not get on the ground. <laughs> did, did you see Laganja Estranja down there? I wish. Making notes? Um, I thought, I don't know if I saw her, but I did see Jiggly Caliente. <laughs> oh, or just her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> also, also Jasmine was, Jasmine Masters was there as well. <laughs> oh, you get your jish? <laughs> yeah. Jish and new grills. Girl, I don't know where your wedding ring is, but I got a <laughs> joint here. Who wants to smoke? <laughs> here, this will make it all better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the name I'm of down. the first TFC bar and grill, though. Jish and oh yeah, Jish and grill. Jish and Kush. Jish and grill. Oh well. Just. <laughs> maybe just we can Jish work that and grill. T- yeah, maybe we can work that other part into the business plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah girl <laughs> and we'll make all the straight men lose their wedding rings at our restaurant Ooh, bend and snap henny bend and snap yes god <laughs> oh my gosh well um yeah how was your week i uh had a nice 
like pretty relatively quiet weekend. I went to see A Star is Born again on Friday night with a friend. She hadn't seen it before. So Avi, she had to go see A Star is Born. And I was a goddamn mess. It's just the, like the first time <laughs> I saw it. Yeah. I mean, you can't help it. It's it's so good. Brad and Gaga did a great job. I want to go. S- yeah. I, I need to go see it again, or I guess it's out on DVD probably now. So I need to see. Not that. yet. It's coming out next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's out on digital. Yeah, it might be out on digital. What about VHS? <laughs> uh, it's out on AOL <laughs> discs. <laughs> um, it's out on Napster. <laughs> Napster, LimeWire, Lime Wire, bitch. <laughs> put it on my mini disc player. That's right. Put on my MP3 player. It's not an iPod. Maybe I'll play it through my Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, girl. Ooh. Game Boy Micro or Game Boy Color? <gasps> Color, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Game Boy Original. Oh, she's vintage. Yeah. Um, so I also saw Into the Spider-Verse, and that was really cool, too. Um, it was nice to not see your stereotypical Spider-Man. They went with a person of color as the lead Spider-Man, which was really cool. I heard. I would recommend it to anybody. The music was really good also, and the animation was cool. I don't know. Everything was just really good. So if you like Spider-Man or like Nicki Minaj and uh, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> I think he was on the soundtrack, too, then you can go watch into the spider-verse well that's interesting and good to hear i guess because after like the third spider-man remake i was like i'm never watching a spider-man movie again because (laughs) what the fuck for but everyone seems to love this movie so i still want to go maybe before i see that i'll go watch venom because i need to see um that party Hardy. dude because he's really hot and gorgeous i don't care about the movie but it would be nice to see him (laughs) i guess you just want to see him in latex yeah, I mean, you can just Google it. You don't have to go to see the movie. I mean, I'm also, I Google. felt like it's kind of an interesting concept because I don't really care about Spider-Man, but like <laughs> Venom is like like a more evil character. So we love it. Yeah, Venom is a cool character. I I like Into the Spider Verse better personally than Venom, but I mean, do what you got to do, girl. <laughs> okay. He supports you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that was basically it for me this weekend sounds like we all had a nice weekend before we get into the honesty spill of the week where we talk about the ninth episode of rupaul's drag race all stars 4 what are you guys drinking tonight can we just tell everyone what we're sipping on as we record this podcast what did we get it's um it's a white right yeah white. the sauvignon blanc yes that's what it is Ooh. I like a good Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon. Sauvignon Blanc. Just pulled a Raja there. I'm just going to distort <laughs> it and you're going to know what I'm talking about. Yeah. She Or she say Sauv Blanc. Raja would be super obnoxious and be like, Oh. <laughs> but can I just quickly say how cute no. uh, Raja and Aquaria are? <laughs> on um i'm sorry i'm late fashion photo review together <laughs> oh, oh i don't watch that it's actually pretty good aquaria is just like i don't know how to describe aquaria she's a space case I'm not, but she's also yeah i don't know i'm not here for them to replace raven by any means no but i think aquaria and raja are a good fit because aquaria and has like a good sense of like fashion obviously yes. and raja obviously does as well 
When but she, their banter is really good. Yeah. So, and they have really good banter together. So, just FYI, that's like a good thing going on. Yeah. You on should right definitely now. check it out. And because like Aquaria is like the young hot thing, it's like Raja's. <laughs> Raja's, Raja's like low key old jealous. And <laughs> well, because Raja's like, I'm like fat. So, I'm just like wearing this like suit over me right now. Raja's like, look at my back rolls. And Aquaria's like, okay, girl, it's fine. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day actually i thought it was really interesting because you guys usually watch uh fashion photo review and i always watch the pit stop so like yeah but we don't we don't typically watch the other one yeah that is interesting i never thought about that yeah i don't know why that is i don't know i think it's more i don't know like i do watch the pit stop sometimes but it's always like after the podcast so i don't know like for me i always like watching the fashion photo review because it helps me remember what their looks were. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I like to hear like, I don't know. I just like, I've, listened. it's fun to hear other, another perspective and critiques because maybe like there's plenty of times where we disagree with Raven or Raja or whoever's um, guest hosting on the show, but it always um kind of fuels up the convo for us, like going into our recording sessions. Yeah. And I like I like their opinions and it kind of helps me kind of like, it gives me another like perception, I guess, about their looks. Like, because sometimes I'll see on the sh- their show, like I'll be like, "Oh, okay, that's a good point about that." Like, that actually is kind of cool, or or not cool. Yeah, we get like really yeah. into it too. So it's like kind of like Monet's shoes last episode. It's like, okay, Raja said that shit. I said it before. We watched this, so <laughs> we are on the same page. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, I we mean- hit record, and I'm like, I'm right. <laughs> I'm right, bitch. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I'll watch the pit stop right away because it's like for me, it's not specific to the fashion, but it's like another perspective about what went down on the show. Like especially for last week's um, with Manila going home, it really was like a coping, <laughs> like therapy basically for what happened. But um, but between like the pit stop review with the Jew, uh, Monet expose, and like those are really the main ones that I watch, and I'm just like girl there's like too many recaps on youtube <laughs> i never even get to the fashion photo review we might fall down a rabbit hole i didn't realize there was that much going on yeah there's probably more i know manila does one that i just i don't know why i haven't watched but then the other thing i also watch is i always watch the viewing parties from roscoe's in chicago they i think they do it live they live stream them mm. or something like that but they Either way, after the episode, they'll put it on YouTube and it's like an hour or so. And they will like show the banter between the commercial breaks and then they do a Q&A at the end of it with the queens. And and last week when Manila left, she was one of the guests. So that was kind of cool, too. Oh, oh okay. cool. Yeah. Last week it was Manila, Thorgy Thor and Stacey Lane Matthews. So. <laughs> Stacey Lane, was she typing and keeping notes? Yeah, when they introduced her, she came out and like pretended like she was on her phone. <laughs> like it was so funny. That's definitely her gig when <laughs> she comes out, I guess. That's funny. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, I didn't get to say what I was drinking, but I just want everyone to know that I'm drinking a blood orange hibiscus rose kombucha and it's my new favorite flavor. Ah, those flavors sound perfect. Hibiscus is like the best ever. Is that the Pure Love GTs? Yeah, that's what I'm Hey, microphone. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking now. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the pure love. Like, so 
I work right by a like a a food market thing that sells those. So like every time I come home like for lunch, I'll like swing by there before I go back into the office. And I get the yeah. pure love. It's so good. They are really good. Yeah, this one's bomb. So I might try the other pure love flavors if I see them around. But yeah, I love Blood Orange too. And the floral is good. Rose keeps it nice and fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's even a Hope Diamond here if you get to the bottom of the bottle. Ooh. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> she like... Jack. <laughs> I'll never let go. Jack. <laughs> you let go, bitch. Don't let go. <laughs> I'm, I'm haunting your ass. I'm haunting your ass from this kombucha bottle, girl. Have hey. them kids if you want to. All right, you guys. Well, I think we've accomplished enough during our introduction <laughs> this episode. So you guys, uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll get into the honesty spill of the week. Uh, honesty. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for coming back. We have uh, an interesting episode of All Stars 4 to talk to you guys about. We'll be talking about episode 10, of course. So to start the episode off, Manila has clicked her ruby red slippers three times and has gone somewhere over the rainbow. Uh, Queen Manila, RIP. I wasn't ready for your departure, and I will so genuinely miss you on this season. Yeah, this like episode sucks because Manila's not even even here so girl bye yeah so many mixed feelings (laughs) this episode was like made for manila so it makes me so mad that naomi thought she could be sarah jessica parker (laughs) (laughs) we'll get to my queen naomi i was i was snatching her edges too last i was like should i be nice no i was like let's just get straight into the shade (laughs) (laughs) mama was not impressed yeah (laughs) nobody was (laughs) No more wire hangers. <laughs> That's what that shit should have been. I could have just shook her, but we'll get yeah. there. So just to kind of stay on that topic briefly, we just wanted to touch on Naomi's like uh, story that the producers made about how I'm such a good performer. I worked so hard this whole competition. Like to finally win feels so good. <laughs> you okay leave naomi alone okay so everybody works at different speeds i think that like we've said before naomi is a slow cooker so let her feel her oats a little bit give her her gia like she won she did win fair square so let her have it but we as podcasters and drag race fans know that she needs to step her pussy up way more before we get too comfortable right yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean the problem with like naomi is that not that she's bad but she's not like great it's hit or miss yeah like she has her moments occasionally where she like pulls something off amazing but i don't know i'm just like a little over underwhelmed by her and too little too late yeah and it's the problem with all stars in general is that we have like basically like Queens eliminated that should be there still. So it's like, okay, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Mama Roo, if you're listening, bring back traditional judging on all stars, please. It's like what Trinity said. Naomi is forgettable. So I really <laughs> don't think 
there's really no way to make Naomi win this drag competition and like not have a riot on your hands. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she would have to do something miraculous. And I'm I'm saying this as a Naomi fan. Like Naomi's probably my top three like favorite Rue girls ever. Like I love Naomi and probably still gonna order her t-shirt, but we could be doing more here. So we're gonna celebrate our success, but we also need to realize the work that still needs to be done. A lot of work that needs to be done. (laughs) (laughs) Just some polish, you know, some elbow grease. It's not like she's bottom of the barrel by any means. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not bottom of the barrel. Okay. She is not bottom of the barrel. Uh, to, to move on, Monet revealed that she also picked Manila to go home and said that Manila was playing a shady game by saving Latrice. And even though like Manila didn't win the limp sync and her picking Monet actually did nothing, it's still shady, I guess. And Monet said that she's a petty bitch, so she picked Manila also. Which I also disagree with because, I don't know, if we go back to that elimination with Manila, it's not like Monet had this like extravagant resume that was just like way ahead of Latrice at the time like she had one additional like win or something so I don't know I'm just like annoyed with that whole like argument because whatever like Monique was going to like basically save her friend so it's whatever (laughs) right like we talked about before it was just like convenience that Monet had been doing slightly better than Latrice but yeah Monet we can't really like accept it because we know like you're just gonna save your friend too But it's convenient to lean on the fact that, okay, Manila chose me before, so I'm choosing her. We can dig into, like, the gray area. We all know what it is, the fans. (laughs) But they've got their publicity mask on and teacups served. They're trying to be shady, but still, like, cover themselves. Likeable. Yeah. All right. So... We quickly find out this week that there is going to be an acting challenge called Sex and the Kitty Girl... Three. Three. (laughs) I don't know. The way they pronounced it made me laugh. How did you all feel about this challenge? Like, are you Sex in the City fans? I know I've seen the series at least four Um, times through, front and back. I'm Sex in the City fan, but I just feel like Drag Race in general has, like, really struggled the past few seasons to, like, come up with, like, challenges that aren't complete crap like (laughs) i don't even know like this challenge like i don't even blame the contestants i just feel like it's the producers like basically running out of ideas and they're just like i guess we'll just do this because sex in the city 3 was supposed to happen it didn't right bye well the issue (laughs) is is that this is actually a reality show so they don't like have writers they have the producers probably writing this or maybe they like I don't know, got their children to write a story or something. but A very <laughs> rough outline. Yeah, so it's like... You should say something like this because that's the character. Right. Okay, <laughs> what would she say? <laughs> yeah, it was rough, but we'll get there a little bit later. But yeah, the challenge itself was... I mean, it could have been good. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Sex in the City fan. I wouldn't say, like, I know everything about everything, but I really like the show. So I was super excited mm-hmm. to see the challenge. But then, like, 
what actually happened was so disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there were fumbles all over the place, some way more than others, but um, it could have gone way better as a Sex and the City fan for sure. Definitely. So they all sit down to choose their roles and Trinity and Monet both want to be Kim. And uh, so they invent their own mini challenge for this episode and play rock, paper and scissors to find out who wins. That was super convenient for Naomi because you notice like the pressure was taken off of her when those two decided, (laughs) okay, let's just fight for it. Yeah. Naomi's like, all right, good, good. Like it's not going to fall on me. Whoever like does a bad job. (laughs) Yeah. So that was uh, interesting. Trinity obviously wins and gets to be Kim. Thank God because Monet's like impression was not good. (laughs) Yeah. Monet was not giving me Charlotte at all. And that's no shade. It's just like, you really need to be familiar with that show to capture the characters. And Trinity had actually made a good point about just because you know the show doesn't mean that you can perform it very well. But I do think that it gives you a leg up if you know the characters and their mannerisms and just that general kind of history. Right. But when Monet was doing her like Kim impression, she's just like making noises like she wasn't even actually saying words. Yeah. And see, that's kind of this made me think a lot of... um the Judy Garland challenge because that montage, how everybody was blended and we didn't really get the chance to fully connect with each pair. I felt the same about this episode because in the final product, I thought that Trinity did a really good job nailing Kim's character. She's slightly snooty. She's very well connected in the public relations scene in New York City. So she's just not here for anything cheap or anything that's bullshit. We only really got to see them workshopping at the diner. And that really wasn't enough to really gauge performances unless you were doing really bad. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, during the filming, uh, it looked like they were really struggling to remember their lines. And also, um, they were kind of struggling a little bit to uh, deliver the lines in a in a good way mm-hmm. uh, also Monique lost her wig again she has her chronic wig loss syndrome <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> it's like why can't her weave stay on yeah nobody knows it was kind of like turned up being like a cute moment though for like it was a nice like cute relief moment because everything else was so boring that like you kind of saw them all break character and kind of like come together over like the the flub or whatever yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's true so that was kind of funny in the end but um then they are all back in the workroom getting ready and monique says that you know what would make great television sending trinity home and I was like, girl, Ooh. girl, I was like, if that really happens, then like the season is canceled, to be honest. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, what are we going to just like do? Like, I don't know, like shitty, like final episode where everyone's just like walking out with like sponge dresses and brown cows. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to do a sponge dress runway theme. No. OK, I was just listening to Sibling Rivalry, their latest episode. If you are not familiar with Bob and Monet's show, go check it out. It's pretty fun. They're just always trolling each other. But anyway, we were, they were just talking about this on the show. So like Trixie Mattel famously made that comment, you know, if I hear brown cow stunning one more time or see one more sponge, blah, blah, blah. But Bob points out, you know, 
Trinity is a branding queen. You know, everything is pink. Everything is Barbie, even though that's not what Barbie looks like. <laughs> and oh, honey, oh, honey, oh, honey. When really, when you look at Monet this season, she's coming right off of her initial drag race season. And she's only done the sponge thing once. And it was more like, oh, this has been my good luck charm. I wasn't trying to enter the competition relying on this specific shtick. Whereas Monique is just like, everything is brown cow. (laughs) Yeah, she's got her brown cow stunning print on again for the finale when she's recording the podcast. Did you see that in the preview? I did. And there's going to be a sense of branding when you're on this show. Like that's longevity. That's marketing. That's how you survive in the business. And that's why Trixie will probably keep playing her glittery pink auto harp, which I appreciate, but that's her form of branding. Right. Yeah. Um, so why don't we go ahead and get into the actual runway. Category is Kitty Cat Couture. And uh, so let's talk about first up, Trinity the Tuck. I wasn't... Um, of course, Trinity is going to turn out a good look. I think I was trying to like get used to the spots and the stripes together, but I think she really delivered in the energy and how she was portraying it on the runway. She looked fabulous. Her body was snatched. Yeah, I didn't think she was like... I didn't think it was like anything like that I was just like wowed about but I thought it was like a solid um I thought it was a solid like performance from her like I thought it looked good like a solid look for the theme yeah solid look like I didn't think there was anything wrong with it but I didn't like I wasn't like gagging over it I guess yeah I thought the uh the head piece kind of reminded me a little bit of Catwoman so I was kind of appreciating that aspect of it i did like it a lot though i really like the length of her tail because pretty much any way she turns like it really adds dimension to what she's doing so i thought that was really smart so i i I really like trinity's a lot like kind of like what one of the judges said was um you know just keeping it simple basically Mm -hmm. um so next let's talk about monet exchange what did you guys think i actually really appreciated this i knew immediately what was going on as soon as she stepped out and you know, I hear what the judges are saying about the ears, but okay, all cats' ears are a little different. Sure, traditionally they're pointed, but if you're familiar with pop culture and the Pink Panther, <laughs> you will see that his ears are rounded, and that's what she gave us. And I like the subtle detail with the kind of spots, because panthers do have spots, you just can't see them. And that's nothing we see on the cartoon either. So I think that that was a point of elevation. And I loved it paired with the blonde hair, kind of 70s high pony. I just love the bubblegum kitty cat look. Yeah, see, I I don't know. Like, I understood what she was doing with the Pink Panther, but I also felt like it was a little sloppy. Like, I thought that she... <laughs> what? <laughs> I just thought it was, like, sloppy to me. Like, it. what was sloppy? Just everything, like... Here's your chance. Give us details. Okay, like on her face, right? Like she had like the circle like where she had the thing over her head. Clearly like, I don't know. It just looked like to me it was like a little costumey. Like I went to Party City, found this like cute pink panther thing and I put it on. It was a little Cameron Michaels for you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he didn't want to admit it for a second there. Yeah, there was a pause. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I got the Pink Panther. I liked it. I think it was good. I think that I don't... I mean, a panther is a, a cat. I don't get what um, Michelle's deal was, but yeah. Yeah, we, 
We can't define a cat by the shape of their ears. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so next, let's talk about <laughs> Latrice Royale's dress. Oh, Mama Latrice. Where to begin? <laughs> you know, this is just very Toto Africa, which, you know, I can appreciate. But like Stoney and I said, it's just the wrong category. It'd be different if they were like african cats all over the gown and it was executed very well like jason Wu said maybe a little more drama in the chiffon but we had giraffes we had zebras we had a little too much white space where it was trying to go on because it just made it look a little art project to me and i just wasn't here for it yeah um i actually i liked her dress i thought it was fine but like my problem was it was just like Africa realness. It was not cat couture. It wasn't like, cat couture. Like you had a zebra, you had a giraffe, like you had Mother Africa all over your dress, but that doesn't mean it's a cat. Right. right. Like yeah. what is going on, Latrice? Like, did you misread the challenge? Like what is going on? The focus is feline <laughs> ferocity. Yeah. Like we accept our zebra and giraffe cousins, but they are not part of this runway. Right. Like we don't also don't know what the prompt that was given to them for the outfit to bring. But based on the fact that everyone else came with the cat outfit, like, it, I don't know. I'm trying to give Latrice the benefit of the doubt here. But yeah, she <laughs> did not really follow the category. Yeah. Whoever that assistant is should be fired because it got her sent home. Yeah. Next, let's talk about Naomi. I like the modern twist on the cat lady. I wasn't sure at first. It kind of like warmed up as she pranced around the runway. I do like it. It was creative. It's thoughtful. I think it's different from what was presented and it played off well for the judges. So good job. Yeah, I kind of like I like the idea of it and I thought it was fine, but I feel like it could have been pulled off better. I don't know. Like I just felt like I don't know, cat lady. Like I felt like she could have done more with it than what, what would she you did. Like to see on the outfit, I don't know. Like I feel or like in the portrayal. I just think, and maybe it's because, and maybe this isn't fair, but and maybe it's because you know Naomi Naomi is kind of like a smaller queen anyway, and she looks young. But I kind of like picture like kind of an older looking person with like that's knitting and also like hanging out with their cats. <laughs> Well, that's the stereotype, but what about all these girls out here on Bumble that just can't find a bro to please or fit their fancy feet? I mean, <laughs> that's true. And that's and that's what I'm saying, Naomi. And maybe it's not fair to her because it's hard for her to like, because she's such like a, she's like a younger looking queen. So like, how do you pull that off with her? I think what I'm, well, yeah, I, I think what I'm hearing more is that from Stoney's getting more like fashion from the outfit than like cat lady. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah that's fair. That's fair. But Naomi's a fashion queen. So maybe she should have pushed herself and gone up that next level, like make herself look a little ugly instead of being so pretty. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it was a good concept in my opinion. But I I understand what you're saying. Like push herself, right? To me, I also... Go to that next level... Well, to me, I also kind of saw it as like a nod to Hello Kitty in a way. So it's kind of like also still on theme in that manner as well. Yeah, Yeah, I kind of saw that too. The Hello Kitty thing. Wow, I did not even think about that. Nice. Just like as far as like the color palette mostly, but also sort of like in the like, you know, over exaggerated like design of the outfit and and the balls of yarn. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that. I can still draw all of the Sanrio characters Mm -hmm. by memory. Oh, yeah. (laughs) and uh next and last but not least is monique hart doing her puss and boots 
Did you guys gag? Yeah, this is my favorite by far. I loved it. Everything was perfect. The makeup, the little peekaboo ear, where like that makeup is fierce. I love the drama of the hat. Way too big, but it came off so well because that slinky cat suit and the stripes and the subtle rhinestone detail, it just looked really great with those boots. Yeah, I would say that's she was probably my favorite of the night. Like I liked just the concept in general. Like I thought it was a good idea. I thought she pulled it off pretty well, so I liked it. Shrek meets Fashion Week. Yeah, I really loved it as well. I didn't get um, Puss in Boots right away just because I like didn't really... I don't know. For some reason, my mind just didn't really go there, but like... Um, I, Are you not a Shrek stan? Um, well, I did see Shrek, but Puss in Boots was more of a minor character, and I didn't see her when she rose to fame and got her own movie. But Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I wasn't just like, oh, yeah, Shrek. But then once they said Puss in Boots, I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. She nailed it. Yeah, it was spot on. It was just gorgeous. You know what I was like really actually mad about? That no one came out as Jungle Kitty? Like, I was like, that would have been the perfect chance to fucking win the runway but nobody did it i'm pussy bitch some bb yeah i could use some bb right now yeah girl like oh my gosh how genius you need to be we need to be show consultants like i don't i can totally see it like being monique too like coming out in full jungle kitty just being totally extra like oh my god why didn't this happen i'm so mad she could like come out there only talking gibberish. The judges would be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, you can just like, smack ma. a random hot boy. I'm stunning. He's tied up in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, girl. In another life, that's what happened. I think we should film it. This is what should have happened. Yeah, we're gonna figure out a way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, why don't we take a quick break here and then we'll come back and we'll talk about this acting challenge. I was doing finger quotes there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember, everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. All right, you guys. Welcome back. I just wanted to apologize for being so late because I just watched the Jungle Kitty video because <laughs> I needed that in my life to <laughs> to save this episode. You pussy bitch. Ooh la 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 la. <laughs> Ce n'est pas bon. Best video ever. <laughs> what is she even saying? I should know since we're both from the Congo. Uh oh. According to my ancestry, anyway. <laughs> According to my 23andMe, I'm from the Congo. <laughs> <laughs> like 54%. So, hey, BB. Hey, fam. Oh, yeah. That's legit. All right, you guys. <laughs> um, so, let's talk about the real Hollywood story about the Sex in the City movie. Like, I mean, I kind of don't even want to talk about it because it was so stupid, but I feel like we have to. <laughs> 
<laughs> just to complete this recap. It was really bad. Does anybody want to go first before I like lay out my notes? Um, here are my notes from the challenge. So basically, there was nothing even remotely funny about it. It was more underwhelming than the whole entire thought of having uh, Sex in the City 3. So um, <laughs> there was basically nothing that I enjoyed about it, even like... When they switched it up and went to the red carpet, I was like, this makes no goddamn sense. Like, I don't even like it was just so random and misplaced that scene. I don't know. I felt like they could have found like, I don't know, high school like drama like club or something to write a better like concept than this. It should have started in the diner and ended in the diner. Like, we don't need to be doing anything outside of that um, routine breakfast they had every morning before they all went to work. Like, we don't need to do anything more than that for a RuPaul's Drag Race size challenge. It's doing too much otherwise. Yeah, I agree. But at least they got a lot of advertising for the standard and all of RuPaul's tchotchkes that she's pushing on us now. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I think for me, like... We can all say we're fans of Sex and the City. I would know. Stoney and I was like meant to be because I owned the first four seasons on DVD and he only owned the fifth and sixth seasons on DVD. <laughs> so like we came together and it had the like full series. Made for life. And then we like were like, oh, no one watches DVDs anymore and like <laughs> donated them to Goodwill. So. Yeah. And this, <laughs> and this was also one of those shows that I was watching in high school as a closeted queen. Just like I love of the show Loki, my monophonic ringtone, whatever you want to call it, was the Sex in the City ringtone. And I'm a fan. So when people say they're fans, I'm looking for that performance. Do you know the characters? Do you know the story? Can you play on it and put your spin on it? I think Naomi, I love you, girl. You just bit off a little more than you could chew. If you're going to take the monster role, you need to like deliver. And if anybody knows Carrie, What Naomi was giving us was just not Carrie at all in the slightest. I think at the diner, you couldn't really see Trinity portraying Kim. I think that came out more in the the, um, scenes outside of the diner, and I thought she did very well. And Latrice, okay, she did a good job with a piece of direction, but she still needed the direction. And then it was still like, okay, good job. You fixed it pretty quick, but you still clearly don't know Miranda. Sorry, I said it. And Monique was just like, I thought she did a great job because like Ross said, that character was on screen for like five minutes. She yeah. fell out the window. <laughs> she was the one nobody liked. She was the one in the trashy marriage that was just really bad. Like she was that character. You didn't really get to learn about her. You just knew who she was. And mm-hmm. Monique turned it into something. And I think Monet was a little forgettable. I don't get Charlotte at all. So that's my only note for Monet. Yeah, I agree. I thought that, um, I mean, basically, I don't want to go, you know, rehash too much, but I do think that as far as Naomi, I think the issue really lies in the fact that she brought too much of herself to yep. the character and not enough Sarah Jessica Parker because Sarah Jessica Parker is not like a bitchy like fashion like mogul like she is a fan of fashion and wears fashion, but she's not like 
conceited like how Naomi was playing her right she's still very down to earth like again if you're familiar with the show like she maxes out her credit cards that she can't afford on Manolo Blahniks like she's just that fashion enthusiast and she's a writer okay she wasn't making that kind of coin until she started writing for Vogue (laughs) in the show so right Carrie was like an average Joe average Joanna just working for those shoes (laughs) and that's yeah like Naomi was like trying to almost be like this like bitchy queen like almost like kind of like mean girls like plastic character and it's like that's not what like Sarah Jessica Parker is like she is like you said like she's a fan of fashion but she's not like a snooty conceited bitch like she's just like more like oh I love fashion and like I have these things but like she doesn't really like become she's not like a judgy person and like that's who she was kind of like acting like and there's also a pinch of innocence to SJP's character like she generally throughout the series just feels like she is confused she can't figure out why these guys aren't working out and it's just like her living life whereas what Naomi was giving us was like okay you're like Emily Blunt in The Devil Wears Prada and you just don't have time for anything that's going on. <laughs> yeah, and then they switch into like her like Vogue like party theme and they're like all clowns, which I get it because, you know, they're drag queens. So clearly that's the connection they were trying to make. But honestly, like there's no way in absolute hell that anyone in Sex in the City would actually like do that. Like Right. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's where the Met Gala kind of turned into it because it's like, okay, if that's the theme, that's what everybody's going to do because otherwise nobody's going to wear that shit. But it just didn't translate well. No, it was terrible. It was so dumb. Like, this is whenever I was just like, like, I had already thought like this challenge sucks. But then at that point, I was just like, this is complete like trash. Like, I'm over it. writers. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. It was just not good. Uh, did you guys see that little editing error with Trinity? No. Ooh, what happened? So, Maybe. you know, when she puts the sticky note on the chair, like, I hate you all, I'm leaving, and then walks out, uh-huh. well, they, they cut back to show, like, a waiter walking across the screen and off screen, and Trinity is back at the table sitting down. And then, oh. they, sw- then they switch to move on, and Trinity's, like, disappeared. Oh, weird. I did not catch that. Interesting. Yeah. Good I was eye. Like, girl i caught that editing error like i'm fucking continuity editors what's up come on you guys what are you doing Uh, (laughs) where's our percentage i know i'm gonna tell them to Um, (laughs) re-edit but yeah so that was basically it it was not a great challenge so we go and we find out that trinity and monique are the top two which i agree with yep i agree and then the rest are the bottom which is like kind of sucks for monet because she should have been safe I think, but, uh, Hmm. I mean, clearly we all kind of knew that (laughs) neither one of them was going to pick Monet, I think. Right. And we're at that point in the competition. You only have five queens left. They're not going to just make one queen safe unless they really think they really don't want to risk her going home. So everybody's in the bottom. Right. So they lip sync. To me, it was a pretty underwhelming lip sync. I don't know. I appreciate the Janet shout out, but there wasn't anything to write home about. I think both queens did a good job. I like the outfits, but there just weren't any like moments like we've been getting. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think we were just playing chicken to see who was gonna talk. <laughs> you both have such good manners I'm not just talking like, over no, each other. I'm just like I don't know. I feel like this episode I'm just like this was all like bullshit. It was terrible. Everyone sucked, so like where's Manila pie? That's basically my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> so yeah, so then you know, Trinity, she wins lip sync and she sends home Latrice, which uh I guess wasn't really a bad choice. I mean, it was obviously between Latrice and Naomi. Uh Latrice had been sent home once before. I personally think Latrice was stronger in the skit than Naomi, but I'm not mad about it either. The the petty yeah. me wanted Naomi to go home but I'm not mad about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The petty me was afraid that Naomi was going to go home. But what it comes down to for Trinity at her core is how well you're doing. And in her mind, I truly believe that, okay, she thinks that Naomi's forgettable, but she still believes also that Naomi has more to show. Like, she can do more. Right now, she's forgettable. But Latrice has also been sent home. So in Trinity's mind, it's like, well, this is the person that should go. Yeah. And yeah. I've got to say, I love when Trinity flipped the script and was like, by the way, they both said your name to go home. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that, too. It's just like, OK, well, we were going to get there anyway because the queens weren't going to keep their <laughs> mouth shut. Let's be real. It's definitely a perfect like Trinity moment where she's just like the bitchy reality TV person. She's like. By the way, I heard this from this person. Well, you could see it in the <laughs> lipstick mirror moment after like they were back in the, the workroom after Manila's elimination. Like she was so invested in what everybody had to say, <laughs> even though she was playing it off like, oh, no, no, no. It's like, OK, but she really cares. But there's no shade in that. Trinity is just, that's her background. She's a performer. She's a pageant queen. If you are not placing, you didn't do anything. You didn't even show up. Right. All right. Well, I feel like that's a good wrap up point. Is there anything else anyone wants to say about the episode or should we go ahead and get into the points? Uh, Oh, I think I'm still going to order a Naomi t-shirt. Okay. Well, you're the only one. So I think we can get into the points because like I said, (laughs) this episode is just kind of like lame. So am I still winning? (laughs) Probably. <laughs> yeah, so let's get into that, girl. Um, so I received 10 points for Monique uh, winning the main challenge or getting one of the main challenges. Jamal receives 10 because Trinity also won one of the main challenges. Wow. And Trinity obviously won the lip sync, so Jamal gets another 10 points. Yes, Trinity. So Jamal gets three points because he still had three queens on the show. Or I'm sorry, six points. Because he had three queens on the show, and then I get two, and Seth gets two, and I don't think anyone cried, so I didn't put anyone (laughs) for that. Does Jamal get any points for Trinity winning the mini challenge? There was a mini challenge? Yeah, they played rock, paper, scissors. Ah! Girl, (laughs) that is not a real mini challenge. Unless it's sponsored by Rue, it doesn't count. All right, girl. Thank you. I tried. (laughs) (laughs) so point totals after nine episodes jamal is in the lead with 193 points yes reynolds excited too (laughs) he knows what's up seth is in second place with 145 points and i am in last place with 118 points wow you're doing so good (laughs) so i'm probably not going to win this uh unless monique like cries like 
18 fucking times in the next episode and like <laughs> <laughs> who knows maybe she'll Death have a drops a couple times <laughs> yeah wow wonderful stunning stunning (laughs) i would like to just be as positive as i can be as a lovely first runner-up but uh (laughs) we'll see how the uh next week plays out jamal has a 50 percent chance of winning the entire season with his queens whereas stoney and i only each have 25 percent chance so <laughs> i know how to pick them we'll see how season 11's draft goes but he does have naomi on his team so i think he has more of like a 30 percent chance of winning now she's gonna bring it <laughs> she's gonna bring it bitch yeah <laughs> i feel it in my bones girl <laughs> well, we'll see you guys. Uh, thanks for coming back. I wish we had a better episode to recap for you. <laughs> things will definitely get interesting next week, so stay tuned. Finale next week, girl. So excited. All right, bye. Let's talk about trade. 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 Mm. Trade. 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 Oh, you just go to the three dots in the top right corner, and you can click on share profile. Duh, send profiles message, you idiot. Well, I know. (laughs) (laughs) God, I taught Stoney Stoney how to use Instagram last week, and now I got to teach you this week, girl. No, I'm on my computer. I don't see this. Do we need to do an Instagram class? (laughs) All right, I'm going to start Instagram classes, you guys. I'm really good at this. Oh, my gosh. Let me just iMessage this to you really quick. Oh, God, we're old. I can't share this profile. <laughs> uh-uh. Leave me alone. Um, wow. Like, should we get started, though? <laughs> no, I'm going to keep all this in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Jamal takes this forever. This is gold right here. And everyone says, I don't know how technology works. Like, I already have my shit pulled up. I'm prepared and everything. Ooh, what a change in events. Listen, whatever. This little Chromebook that I use for, like, my emergency internet research, I clicked on the three dots. There's no share option. So I hopped on my MacBook and just sent that shit over to him. Yeah, but do you believe in life after love? Probably not anymore. Uh-oh. We're not going <laughs> to share anymore? <laughs> JK. Okay, I'm ready. All right, you guys. Well, let's go ahead and get into this trade. And uh, who wants to go first? Who's got a pretty cute trade to talk about this week? <laughs> I guess I will go first this week. So yeah. my trade is um, Instagram claimed photographer. Um, his name is Sam Ash. Sam Ash, that sounds cool. Yep, I'll have to send you the handle. I promise I'll send it. Seth likes seeing the trade while we're talking about it, but we've been having some technical difficulties, and it's just going to happen after we record tonight. (laughs) Yeah, I'm flying blind, you guys. I don't know if his trade's actually how he describes him or not. (laughs) So, of course, he's like kind of like a naturally beefy guy. It's like nothing over the top, but I really like him because I'm. he's like in shape, but it just looks like he could be one of us, like kind of just like an average Joe that happens to be really cute. Maybe a little meaty in all the right places, and he takes cool pictures and wears tight pants. Oh, so is he like, what is his profession? Is it Instagram thought? Or (laughs) uh, does he like a student or a model? 
See, this Chromebook is failing me tonight because we're talking to Seth on my phone, but um, I'm pretty sure it says like photographer on his profile, but it's oh. just like a lot of selfies and some cool shots here and there. Oh, I'm a photographer too then. Yeah, me too. And it looks like he works out <laughs> quite a bit. I'm going to convert my profile into a photographer profile. Stoney can see him though. You get what I mean when I yeah. say he's like kind of just like everyday kind of like very attractive guy nothing over he's the really top. cute like he's actually like he's like a teddy bear his body is like not like he just looks like he has like a nice body but it's not like over the top where you're like okay like this person's not a real person right like yeah it looks that's like right he has like his like flaws but they're like all cute so yeah he's very cute work I'm going to say good pick, even though I haven't seen him. But Ooh, look at this, this one. Week, He's wearing <laughs> short yellow shorts just for me. Yes. yes. He had to know. Okay, that's my trade. What about you, Stoney? Who's your trade? Okay, so my trade of the week, his uh, Instagram handle is called CubsFan1980. Oh, controversial. Um, but I also like to call him Zaddy. <laughs> Zaddy. <laughs> oh, is that like your name that you call him now that you guys are friends? <laughs> Zaddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just like, um, I think he lives in Chicago and he's actually like a Starbucks manager or district manager, I believe. Really? I think this is his husband, or I don't know if this is his husband. That's a nice-looking pair of gentlemen. But um, I don't know. He just is a nice-looking guy. Like, he's a professional, and it looks like he just, I don't know. He's like a normal person. I think he, Ooh, yeah. he lives in Chicago or something. Girl, um, I hate to break your bubble, but clearly in his profile, it says North Carolina by choice, and a lot of his pictures are tagged in North Carolina. <laughs> Oh, maybe he used to live in Chicago. <laughs> maybe he's just a bandwagon fan of the Cubs. Stoney's, yeah, maybe he was born in oh, Chicago. Oh, I guess he is in North Carolina because it says Raleigh CrossFit. So he's in North Carolina. <laughs> Exposed. You're not a real Cubs fan. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's from look, Chicago. I'm not trying to write a dissertation on Cubs fan 1980. I'm just telling you what I know from like the photos. <laughs> you mean you don't want to write a 10 page paper on the density of his glutes and pecs? <laughs> well, I just like to be very factual about our trades. So I just want to not lie to our listeners. So I just want to accurately report the trade as I see it. Sony just dropped his phone on the dining room okay. table. He is a person that works at a Go Starbucks. <laughs> okay. He's a Cubs fan. So he has an association with Chicago. Okay. And I don't know. Like, he travels places, okay? It's like it's hard to keep up with these Insta thoughts. Like, I don't know everywhere they go all the oh time. Oh, my gosh. It's... Did you know that he also does CrossFit? He's still cute. That's pretty oh, yeah. cool. Click on that one. That's a good one. Which one? The one you were just on. It has He has a kitty on his, like, I'm area. Pretty, I'm pretty sure those are area. from JJ Malibu. Meow. Yeah, girl. JJ Malibu. That sounds like a porn Actually, name. this is his husband. Oh, they're cute together. Yeah. Work, girl. Oh, and he's wearing a Jurassic Park shirt. Points. Points. Yeah, so welcome to America. I don't know where you live, but you're in the States. Oh, <laughs> girl. <laughs> I clocked I clocked him. One of them have a ch- one of them has a ch- child. It says 19 years of friendship. Now we are both married and we are both daddies, except one of us biologically. Oh, so I think one of them has a child. 
I already told you his name is Daddy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> which one? Which one has a child that people listening need to know? Stony, tell me who. Which one has a child? I mean, don't we all have children? <laughs> I feel like this is a game Jigsaw would make not. us play. Like, make sure there's not a head trap on you or anything. Look, I don't know this person, and I will never know this person. <laughs> But I follow them on Instagram because that's what reasonable people reasonable people do these days. <laughs> wow, girl, aim for the stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a rousing conversation about Stony's trade. The uh, the only positive thing about this is that he actually sent me the profile so I could see who he was. <laughs> hey, I text you mine's handle. I like Stoney's trade because he has like salt and pepper hair like Barack Obama and I think it's very endearing and attractive. Yeah, I think that's hot too, salt and pepper gents. Yeah. That's what I was like, I think that's where it comes from, like salt and pepper. I just like that, so. Yes. Well, before I get into my trade, I just was feeling very attacked on Instagram this week because... <laughs> We, you know, of course, we posted like our little trade roundup so you can actually see the pictures if you don't actually click through to go to their profiles and stuff. And um, one of our mutual friends, Elizabeth, she said that she wondered which ones were my trade. And I don't understand (laughs) if that was a drag or or what's going on. And I feel very attacked right now. (laughs) Ebeth. Get your ass on the line. I would call her right now if we weren't on my phone. Do I just pick like the same type of guy every week? Like, do I have a type or like what's going on? Well, here's the thing. So like, it's usually like I pick the meaty ones, the meaty white boys most of the time. That's just what it is. And Stanley will have somebody that's, you know, brown or chocolate. (laughs) Yeah. I think we mix it up here and there, but yours tend to be kind of like a little more like twinky than ours. But you've had some muscle dudes and thicker. No, guys I in think the past. It, it's good though, because when Ebeth was here, she was kind of telling us like all three of us have three different tastes in like what like we're like we're into all types of guys, but we each have our preferences or guys that we're attracted to or, what or types of guys. Yeah, and like. Jamal's always like kind of more like beefy, like as long as you have an ass, you're probably yeah. Cute. I always have. <laughs> I generally am attracted to like a little bit of dash of chocolate and some sort. Um, and thank then, you, Seth. It seems like you're kind of into like more of the Twinkie guys. So I feel like all three of us have like different tastes. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess technically they're twinks, but I like I've said before. Um, I'm really into more of like an androgynous look with guys. So I know like, you know, there's like the no fats, no fems, no Asian sort of situation going on with, uh, you know, within the gray world. And I say yes, fems. So whether you want to say, oh, it's a twink, but I'm just saying yes, fems to any type of feminine type guy or transgender person or non-binary person yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with that but if you look at all of the guys i mean you're absolutely right you tend to go towards you lean more towards the androgynous types and there's nothing wrong with that but my person's probably always going to look like he's running up and down a field and i can't keep up with him it's just what it is yeah so speaking of Elizabeth's comment, my trade this week's another blonde feminine dude. Um, <laughs> and, 
<laughs> I was trying to get some variety because I felt very attacked, but I'm like, whatever. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, so it makes everyone think. <laughs> yeah, girl. So my trade is fashion model Nicholas Savington. And I believe that he is in New York City. I know who that is. Do you? Do you follow him also? I don't follow him, but I do read the Vogue magazine. Well, you should be following him because he is a cute femme queen. And I just really love his longer hairstyle because you guys know I like long hair on a guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like his watching his lives. Like he doesn't look like someone i would hang out with because he's like looks like he goes out and parties a lot and stuff like that but he seems like very multi-faceted because sometimes in, a, in his instagram he'll be like listening to like he'll put like nirvana music and like walking around new york city and i'm like all right work like nice. i can relate to him on that level yeah i'm d i'm here for that I'd be so into that. It sounds like a perfect night on the city. Yeah, I'm definitely into it. <laughs> it's really funny, too, because I was trying to decide between Nicholas and this other trade that's also like femme and like probably maybe even a little bit more androgynous than Nicholas is. Mm -hmm. And I was like, girl, like this is <laughs> I'm going to get red again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so check out nicholas savington he's cute uh lives in new york and is i don't know just adorable so you can also check him out on instagram later this week where feel free to read me in the comments <laughs> <laughs> listen i'm if it makes you feel better i can call stony chocolate milk since he likes brown and black boys Ooh, chocolate <laughs> chocolate milk chocolate teddy bear with milk nothing silly like white chocolate or anything let's do it you gotta have like some super swag to be called white chocolate yeah stony's, stony's not that stony's swag. <laughs> swag is mild but still yeah great. i don't want to be like eight mile over here so it's fine <laughs> whoa <laughs> who said you gotta shot. be eight mile <laughs> one opportunity <laughs> whoa profiling <laughs> <laughs> Will the real Slim Shady please stand up, girl? I don't need to be like Rachel Dole's all over here. It's fine. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. You mean you don't want to give me box braids if I grow out my natural no, afro? I fucking can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle Stoney right now. Yes, we are your problematic faves. Hello. Goddamn. <laughs> All right, you guys. Let's let's wrap this up before everyone hates us. Um, so if you guys enjoyed this podcast, feel free to tell a friend. Feel free to leave us a review, like, and whatever you're going to do on uh, iTunes or whatever app you listen to. We'll be back another week next week with another recap. And maybe it'll be the finale. I don't know. We'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> That's right. All right, you guys. Well, until next week. Bye. bye.